What's up, nerds? This is Adeline in the future, just letting you know that due to some missing audio, parts of the podcast this week have been replaced with audio from the stream. So the audio quality might go down at a part at the beginning and a part in the middle, but other than that, it's totally still listenable, and feel free to enjoy the podcast as usual. like totally our dad's sense of humor and then we all would like watch it together i think he i think our dad still has yeah. that strong bad shirt yeah he still wears it sometimes Kate, if you fucking oh, bring cute. up kaijus in this house again <laughs> don't I do swear it to god we're not doing this Kate, Kisha and i we're talking Kate's about trying to start a fight <laughs> Kisha and i Kaiju were talking again? about no we were talking about dinosaurs because we were fighting about aquaman um and yeah I said, like, out of spite... Did you say that dinosaurs were a kaiju? <laughs> no. I said that out of spite, I was gonna, like, we were gonna cover every subterranean dinosaur movie on the podcast. We were gonna go through and, like, find every movie that has underground dinosaurs in it. Um, but then I happened upon a Wikipedia page called, like, List of Movies That Include Dinosaurs, which was, first of all... Much yeah. too lenient because they included Toy Story and Wreck It Ralph in the list, which is like, I guess technically whatever. But the other yeah, thing, well, I mean, like, yeah, the other thing was that all the Godzilla movies were on there, and I was like, this is a can of worms we cannot ever open. <laughs> like, as soon as I saw that, He's not a... it was like immediate. <laughs> don't Adeline, don't well, express any no, opinion. Wait, hold on. Do not. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I'm not exactly pay. I'm asking a question. Okay. In the lore of Godzilla, what do they say that he or she is? I believe do they, like, he's just a, like, mutated monstrosity. Yeah, like, I, I think there is a version where he's, like, a dinosaur that's, like, been at the bottom of the ocean. Right. And, like, just made its way up or something. Maybe, so, like, like, in the Matthew I Broderick think... version. Yeah. Kaden, <laughs> they're just literally talking about kaiju in the chat. It's not even the new topic. Stop. We have it's to leave one. it behind. We can't do this. <laughs> gonna be like Jackson's gonna be like elephants are kaiju's and they're fucking not. They're just big animals. No, elephants are not kaiju. <laughs> are dinosaurs kaiju? No, because they're yes. supposed to be that size. Well, I'm. I don't know. Godzilla is supposed to be the size he is. He's just Godzilla. So no, he's a little. He's a dinosaur that's really big. Because he is a dinosaur. I've decided that Godzilla <laughs> no, is a stop! dinosaur. You can't say you think he's a dinosaur. You ruined <laughs> us. <laughs> I'm not going to engage. <laughs> okay, okay. Mechagodzilla is not a dinosaur. He's a robot. <laughs> of course he's not a dinosaur. We also discovered... <laughs> he's a robot. Yes, see, we agree. Mechagodzilla is no. not a dinosaur. We also discovered that there's a movie that came out in, like, 1992 that was just called Godzilla vs. Space Godzilla, which is a movie I feel like we have to cover on the podcast. <laughs> Okay, so, I mean, usually our tradition is that we start, like, the podcast in earnest at, like, 15 after, so. 
could just hang around yes. and not talk about kaijus for another like six minutes we'll be okay or we could just Excellent. for a minute pretend that we live in a world where kaijus are not a topic of discussion <laughs> but what about but what about all the sad monster fuckers out there now <laughs> i don't think anybody wait, wants to wait, fuck kaiju no, does anybody want to fuck Godzilla? I haven't heard that one. <laughs> Monster fuckers want to want to. No, fuck... you did. That's incorrect. You do not want to fuck Godzilla. No, they. they I'm saying they want to fuck people-sized monsters like werewolves or slime. Yeah, people. or Mothman. There's there is a scene for both, I am sure. I okay, that's I'm but sure. yes. I mean look, but, I know I people want to fuck Bowser, but that's pushing it. He's still yeah, like he, generally okay, human sized. He's like, what's the D D like size scale? Like it's like a <laughs> right. giant. It's not a behemoth or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I can't decide if I would rather talk about monster fucking or kaijus with you well, guys. Well, because see, I point. have I have something gross <laughs> that I could say. Because the only way that you're doing stuff with Godzilla is either some weird ass fucking magic school bus vor shit. Right. Or insertion. Or yeah, or it's sounding, but you are the same sounding as being sounded. And that's and that just sucks. <laughs> you're going into the tip of Godzilla's dick. Yes. <laughs> I'm not, just to be clear, I am not. But somebody is. Do you think Godzilla would be into that? Oh uh, dear. Probably not. I don't know if Godzilla would notice, honestly. Is, is, is Godzilla a dead. top or a bottom? Now the question Godzilla is, is Godzilla doesn't have a lot of choice over whether he's gonna be a top or a bottom. He has to be a top, just physically. <laughs> Okay, look, okay, look. I mean, like, he's gotta be on top. <laughs> Not, no. You could be crushed. How could Keep you? Keep on for the team. How could you get on top of Godzilla? <laughs> How can you be underneath Godzilla and not be squeezed? You Listen, would have to be it's squeezed. It's not easy, but we gotta make some sacrifices in order to fuck Godzilla. <laughs> <laughs> so could okay, hold on. So Godzilla is attacking. Could Ant Man go up his butt and then become Giant Man and then kill Godzilla? And I mean, would Godzilla like it? That's yeah. the question. I feel like. <laughs> When people were talking about this a couple of years ago, there were not enough people asking the question of, like, how much force, like, how much physical work is exerted by Ant-Man's growth, right? Yeah. Would it be more likely that Ant-Man expands and blows up Godzilla, or would it be more likely that the pressure of Ant-Man trying to, to grow would just crush Ant-Man within Godzilla's bowels. Yeah, could right? he not, like, Which break, power could he not break through? Which power is stronger? Yeah, because, like, I think he would break through Thanos, because Thanos is a thick boy, but he's still just a boy. Right. I think, I don't think he could break through Godzilla. <laughs> right. But I also don't think he would die, because Godzilla is big, so he could just shriek back down, you know? Like, he wouldn't But presumably he would be trying die. to explode out from Godzilla. Yes. 
He would be growing to a size which would crush him if it went wrong. That's fair. And then he's stuck in the molecules of Godzilla's (laughs) anus. (laughs) Or something. (laughs) I'm about to head out. (laughs) (laughs) I've decided I need either other places for me to be. There are other other things I could be putting my energy into. That would have been good. What if in Avengers Endgame? Ant Man like came out of the Godzilla quantum realm, and it just so happened that the spot that he needed to have materialized back out of just happened to be Godzilla's anus. Yeah. And also Godzilla. Exists don't put in Godzilla into now. the Marvel. Yeah, don't put Godzilla no, listen, into no, the Marvel listen. universe. So Doctor Strange gets the galaxy gem, and then <laughs> also and that's um, how we get Wolverine in here. Also, Ant Man definitely Wolf- a kaiju. No! But <laughs> no, because that's like saying the jolly green giant is a kaiju. Yes, he I don't is. Think a human person can be a kaiju. It's not. Yes, I think it is. has to be an animal or a monster. I don't think a human could be a kaiju. Nah, a dude could be a kaiju. Because then no, every, no, every, no, every giant human is a kaiju. Yeah. What about Ultraman? Thank you. Yeah, Adeline's right. Adeline's right. Ultraman is a punk ass bitch. Dead jaguar. <laughs> I should not be recording right now, right? <laughs> no, not no, yet. no. We don't okay. have any record of this anyway. <laughs> How's chat doing? Too late. What's going on chat in chat? Chat hates it. Just to, be- <laughs> Just to be clear, chat not okay <laughs> Please stop. I'm not leaving. I'm. Kate says, I'm not leaving. I'm just metaphorically crying into my hands. It's fair. Why says, fair. God, I hate this. But <laughs> uh. just. Yeah, no, I don't think the jelly green giant is a kaiju. And I don't, and I'm not afraid to say it. He is. And so damn it. I also think that Godzilla is a power bottom, and I'm not afraid to say <laughs> that either. I'm going to get my yogurt, Thank and you, then we're going to start the podcast. Why the fuck are you getting yogurt? Are you not getting yogurt? I'm not getting yogurt because I'm about to record a podcast. Is it going to take a second to slurp up some yogurt? (laughs) Yeah, he doesn't have a spoon. He's just doing the nasty thing. By the way, I also only... We have some metal straws in the kitchen. Yep. Uh I also only just recently realized that Gojira... Was like actually what Godzilla is called in Japan, and not just somebody saying Godzilla in a racist accent. There's oh. just a little journey that I went Gojira. on a few days ago. Oh, that's ago. fun. <laughs> thank you for thank you for sharing, Jack. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> now we know. So now, no more Godzilla talk. Yes. Yeah. No, we can never bring up. <laughs> no promises. Yeah, no, that no will not promises. be made. She will not be named. Should we just start, if we ever mention Godzilla on this podcast ever again, we just bleep it out. Like, Godzilla is banned from this podcast. Yeah. This whole incident. The the only, like, word that you ever bleep out. You ever. I listen to a couple of podcasts that bleep things out as a bit. And like before I'm yeah. into the bit, I'm always there's like a shiver down my spine when it's like a podcast that swears already, and you're like, 
what did they just bleep out? What did they just say? What did they just yeah. say? And then it's like, oh, there's this it bit has, where it they... It has to be something horrible. And yeah. it's like, oh, it's just... just drop the N-word? <laughs> yeah, it's like, you know, they just... They have a bit where they censor the word Godzilla. <laughs> <laughs> That's a that is a good auditory bit. That's a good bit for the podcast. Just like, what is a power bite? What? <laughs> okay. <laughs> no more. Oh god. No more talk of that man. No more. Uh, okay. <clears throat> okay, I'm gonna start the podcast now. This is the beginning. <clears throat> went boo boo, and you were like, <gasps> hello, hello. Okay. <clears throat> okay. I need silence, please. <clears throat> yeah. Podcast. It's a cool podcast. It's a cool podcast with some cool friends. This is the podcast. Listen to podcasts with all your buddies. We talk about vor. This is the Vore Podcast. It. It's a podcast that's about Vore. No. <laughs> Won't you no, join Jackson, us no. on the journey Jackson, of Vore? No. <laughs> no. Hi, my name is Jackson Not, McGorry. Welcome no. to No Nerds Allowed. <laughs> my name is Alan McGorry. No Nerds Allowed. Not a Vore podcast. <laughs> I can't stress this enough. <laughs> My name's Tabby Bardall, and I'm a guest <laughs> no! on the Vore Podcast. No, you're not! <laughs> and there's no nerds allowed. Enjoy the music. You're not a guest at all anymore! <laughs> you're gonna wish you, you were a guest on a Vore podcast, podcast in a second. For garbage people. Yeah, <laughs> you should be so lucky. <laughs> God. All right. <laughs> All right, fellows, this is it. We finally made it to the original Star Wars, simply titled Star the one, Wars. The only. Until it yeah. was retitled Star Wars colon Episode the Four dash A New Hope. Which you know yeah. what? Not as clean. Not as clean <laughs> as just Star Wars. No, not not as catchy. I can't. I'm not gonna get that t- tattooed on my knuckles. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You could do Star Wars on your knuckles. I never considered that. I don't have enough luck knuckles. Yeah. Well, you could get Star Wars. Oh, yeah, you, you could, could get, get Star Wars. You could get Star Wars, and you could get A New Hope. You would just need to have a friend. A new, oh. Yeah. These, this is a matching couples tattoo. Yeah. <laughs> BFF tattoo. No, instead of getting engagement <laughs> rings, you just tattoo Star Wars A New Hope on both of your knuckles. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you could do yeah, like that's your so romantic. Maybe you could do it like on your first knuckle oh it says God. Star Wars and then on your second knuckle <laughs> it says do. a new hope. So instead yeah. of like doing two fists gotta... you do like little two little cat hands. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, a new hope. <laughs> it says a new hope. Oh my A new hope. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so you want to know what I finally... <laughs> I was... I spent forever trying to figure out um, when it was exactly that the original movies got rebranded to episode 4, 5, and 6. Um, yes. And the definitive answer is mm-hmm. the first one was just called Star Wars. And then the second one 
was called <laughs> Star Wars colon Episode 5 dash The Empire Strikes Back. Day one, Wait. George Lucas was like, this one's called Episode 5. Okay. Because I'm calling my shot. It's Wait, 1980. Really? I'm going to make three prequels. Yes. What the fuck? Did that confuse people? I feel like that. I feel like I wouldn't watch people. the movie anymore when it was I mean, like this is the fifth one because I'd be like, "What the fuck?" Um, and then you know, where did the second and third and fourth one go? Well, and the thing is, is that they and then that's when they started referring to the first one as a New Hope was like in the eighties. Okay, um, but that, wow, and and also is as it, episode four. Oh. Star- Star Wars as a franchise is the weirdest thing. Like, it, like who? Yeah. Like, we talked about this in our last Star Wars podcast, but, like, who starts a franchise? Like, your first introduction to anything and everything with a paragraph with text rolling up the screen. And <laughs> right. how is everybody just okay with it for the rest of history? Right. Like, Well, fucking, here's the thing. Like, here's the thing about it. Well, because, like... It's so unique and different. But it is, is weird. But, well, yeah, no, but here's the thing. Okay, I'm about to drop some knowledge on you guys, which is that... Oh, God. That great. was, like, cool. very much the tradition please, of, like, please. 50s... I have so many questions. Like, 50s Errol Flynn adventure movies almost always had that. Um, they almost had, like, opening, like, fucking Robin Hood is the something-something, and Little John, and oh. the constable of... Nottingham is and Lil Wayne doing this. <laughs> Lil John, um, <laughs> the, <laughs> um, like they would always have that, and like Star Wars is so about that. It's so like yeah, that makes 50s a lot of sense, adventure actually. movie. So like the opening crawl yeah, is yeah. like pretty explicitly like a new twist on an old classic, like these fifties adventure movies. Yeah. Okay, like, that's way cooler than I thought it was. Because like I thought it was like, movie. we don't know how to establish all this stuff, so we're just going to hand you a paragraph that you have to read before we can play the right. movie. Well, and that's it's, what's so crazy about Star Wars. Yeah, no, it definitely, like, feels kind of weird. Yeah, like, it makes sense yeah. when you have all of them, when they all start with a paragraph. You're like, oh, it's a Star Wars movie. Star Wars movie starts with a paragraph. But when you think of it, it's like, this is just the first one. And it starts with a paragraph. It's like, why yeah. Why did you do this, George? My good friend, George. Why did you do this? Like, I feel like... <laughs> my friend. My friend. We're on a first with George Lucas. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, like, starting, start, starting to read, like, the paragraph, yeah. like, going up, right? I was like... Oh my God! Why aren't Why aren't they showing me this instead of tell Like, why are they telling me this and not showing me this? But then you kind of get to the bottom, and it's like I they have just very neatly set up like yeah, the yeah, whole yeah. movie, and yeah. it was like, oh okay. And then I mean, they went back and they explained everything else. So I, I yeah, I, I I like it. I'm a I'm a fan of the scrolling paragraph. Well, yeah, it definitely sure. works now. I think I think it's really cool as an homage to that old kind of movie because this this movie because star wars is absolutely a collaboration of like 12 different classics all like a new take on a bunch of new things like we've got like knights and princesses and also star wars and also world war ii fighter planes like it's just all the stuff that george lucas likes and stories just crammed together and it's literally like in the 70s it's like every kind of movie you can make like pushed into one 
It's like yeah, exactly. It's a and fun it adventure works. movie. Yeah. I guess it's so like long, a wartime so fighter pilot movie. It's like a comedy. It's mm-hmm. like sort of a drama. It's um, like a fantasy movie. It's a sci-fi space opera. It's like mm-hmm. literally like every type yeah. of movie that there is. Yeah. <laughs> like just combined together to into made. one. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. but. I would, what my point was that, like, making that uh, homage to that old style of filmmaking, which is the type of style that he's basically doing, he's making an adventure movie in that style, I think that's really cool, to, like, do the same thing that they did. But the yeah. difference is that when it's the beginning of a Robin Hood movie, and they give you a paragraph to explain what Robin Hood is, you already kind of know what Robin Hood is, because <laughs> it's an established story we all know who robin hood is Mm. even if it's the 50s we all know who robin hood is Mm -hmm. but so to start off your world that we've never heard of before i don't know who the fuck darth vader is because it's the 70s and i'm an idiot i don't know who the fuck darth vader is (laughs) to just be like yo darth (laughs) vader's turning up i'm gonna be like um okay who is that though it's just yeah (laughs) but then it's like that moment of panic i'm like should i know who fucking darth vader is (laughs) <laughs> well, yeah, no, I, mean, I think if you sat down, yeah, that's, if you that's sat down to a movie and it was just like, and soon, fucking Colonel Exploder will be here to wreak havoc, <laughs> you'd be like, oh shit, like, I want to know more about Colonel Exploder. <laughs> about about this movie so i have never i i didn't know this but i've never seen this movie oh. before. oh really and the reason i say i didn't know that i've never seen this movie before is because i've always yeah i've always been really confused by like which one's which and like all that kind of stuff and i have come to realize that i have seen like maybe three like of the old stars. i've got some good news for you so this really <laughs> yeah there's only three of them tabby <laughs> i know <laughs> Yes. Okay. No, you're good. No, you're good. No, it's well, definitely designed okay, to be confusing but... because you have the three original ones, but as soon as they made the second one, they're like, also, there's going to be three prequels that are com- going to come out later, and then we're going to do... Yeah, it's designed yeah. to be confusing yeah. if you're just like, what a star- what's a Star Wars? <laughs> what's a Star Wars? So, okay, but I have, I have, one, I have one really big question. Um... How much did, like, George Lucas go back and change about this <laughs> so, film? So I because did some research on this. I was watching this. this with Vi, and Vi was like, oh, yeah, they went in and they added... Okay. So, yeah, the... the like, literally... <laughs> George, sorry. <laughs> we have a super, super bad delay between Tabby and I on this call right now. Um, it's like literally like two yeah, full so seconds. Yeah, because you keep you keep like interrupting like Tabby, and I'm like Jackson, yeah. let Tabby talk. It's because I'm just responding to her saying something when in real time she's halfway through saying something it's okay. else. Um, okay. Okay. So what I was okay. as I was saying about okay. Star Wars. Um, oh God! Fine. So Star Wars. So like much has Love been you. made of how George Lucas likes to go in and change Star Wars. Um. He literally, yes. like, back in the 70s, it was more normal for, like, 
movie theaters to, or like movies to open on like a few theaters first. And then if they do well, they open wide. So they're in like every theater, you know? Um, so between the point where they were open in just a few theaters in big cities and when it went wide, so every theater in the country had it, he was changing it even then. He like went in and like changed a lot of the effects. And if I remember correctly, I think all the lightsabers were white in the original version and then between yeah. the limited release and the wide oh. release, he added, like, the red and blue to the lightsabers. Um, and then there were a, a few things that they changed when it went to VHS. Um, I don't have, like, a list in front of me. Maybe I could. But, like, he changed, a, like, a handful yeah. of things. Like, mm-hmm. changed the effects. Like, picked some, like, different takes of certain shots. You know, like, went in and, like, sort of re-edited little things in the movie for VHS. And then well, yeah, there was a whole entire added scene. Oh yes, of Java, right? Yes. So and Java, then the Java? biggest yeah, one, yeah, I was yeah. like, that wasn't in the original, right? The biggest one of Jamba Juice was <laughs> when. So that, that is also one of the things <laughs> that made Star Wars such a phenomenon that lasted for so long was that in the in the yeah. late '80s, uh, like early '90s, it like went back into theaters. They, they like, came out with Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope again, but it was, like, the special edition. And so that was when most of the big oh, okay. changes happened. And that's an insane thing, too, because when Star uh-huh. Wars went back into theaters, like, sort of before, like, home video was, like, a super popular thing, like, it performed like a fucking yeah. new release blockbuster a second time for, like, all three movies. Oh, wow. Um, wow. And, but that Holy was when they changed shit. a lot of the stuff. That, and, you know, of the three movies, yeah. uh, the original one, like, is changed the most. Um, the scene with, mm-hmm. that weird scene with Jabba was originally something they shot with the intention of making a stop-motion monster, but they ended up cutting out of the movie. Um, and then in, yeah. like, 1990 or whenever it was, they, like, went in again and, like, CGI'd. Jabba the Hutt in there because now all three of the movies have come out and we knew who Jabba the Hutt was and what he looked like so they could like make him up um yeah uh yeah so so like that's a weird thing thank you for answering that question yeah and (laughs) there are plenty of oh like just CG things that they added into the like Moss Eisley sequence which I think are super annoying because they look super bad and like and they're super distracting yeah yeah they're um, really like, distracting. And one of the things... Watch absolutely. this robot hit this mouse into <laughs> right. a garbage can. It's like, why? Yeah. And what annoys me about it, because the thing about this original Star Wars movie is that, like, filmically, it's not super dramatic, right? Like, there's basically nothing no. in this movie that you couldn't film with, like, a tripod. Like, <laughs> that's pretty much the extent yeah. of, like, yeah. the flashiness of the, like, filmic language of it. But in those, like, all CGI, like, (laughs) say again? You can't can't take a tripod into space, Jackson. (laughs) For that, like... How are you going to film an airplane? (laughs) Right. But for those, like, weird CGI (laughs) inserted shots of Moss Eisley where it's like, this guy's got a giant camel thing. That's crazy. It's like the camera's, like, zooming around. It's like a weird crane shot. And you're like, it just doesn't... Like, yeah. mesh with the language yeah. of the rest of the movie, you know? Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. Can we talk, well, we're going to get to him probably, but can we talk about the one stormtrooper who pops up and goes, look, Sir Droid? Right, yeah, because that's a yeah. new addition too. That was so funny. Yeah. <laughs> can you imagine yeah. being the an actor? of that line. <laughs> can you imagine being that actor in like 1989 and they're like, yeah, so you're going to be in Star Wars now. Like, you're going to be in the original yeah. Star Wars now. <laughs> Like, forever. Yeah. Like, that's a weird situation forever? that, like, nobody How... else has ever experienced. Yeah. yeah, you know that movie that everyone loves and has been established for a good number of years? Uh, you're gonna be in it now. Yeah. And the way that you're gonna cement your legacy is by giving the weirdest line delivery possible. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So... So on the topic, before we get like too far away from, because I want to talk about like practical effects versus CGI, of Mm. course. Uh uh Um, But before we get too far away from like, you know, how much do they go back and like change and like why and like blah, blah, blah. I didn't know this, but like there's like a, like a, not an organization of people. There's just like a group of people that like go back and try to like, like un, like dig up the like original original like versions of the films and they're called harmies despecialized or like yeah. the despecialized or something like that <laughs> yeah and so like if you see like an original version of something you know not one where george lucas like went back and changed a whole bunch of things it's the harmies despecialized edition right of <laughs> that thing um and they like they have some crazy um statements about how like going back and changing films like that is like a form of vandalism <laughs> right of some sort and it's like and like i think that's really interesting um like i don't think that you should go back and change stuff about your films that's like a really easy way to get stuck up on like old stuff yeah. and like never yeah. move forward with projects and shit yeah, yeah but yeah. like I don't know if I'd call it vandalism because, yeah. like, uh, it is his film. Yeah. That's the thing. It's George Lucas's an extremist view to take. Yeah, George Lucas's whole whenever he talks about it, first of all, he's very defensive of it because he thinks he like genuinely to this day still yep, yep, thinks yep, 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 yep. he's like making improvements to these movies. Like they're better because of all these weird things he's adding. Um, and that's, his that's argument so is weird. like, art is inherently ephemeral. Nothing is forever. When you see a play uh-huh. 10 years apart, even if it's the same cast, it's never going to be the same because they're working on it and making it better every time they perform it, right? And he says, like, what is the difference between right. people, like, slowly improving their play over the course of its run of years and me going in and tinkering with Star Wars and I think just systematically making it better over the course of years, you know? Um, but well, yeah. it's also hey. sort of the same, like, World because of Warcraft thing. Or go ahead. Well, it's because A, he didn't originally edit it, you know. So uh Yeah. It's not it's not it's just him going in and changing things. It's not the whole group project right. coming together and thinking they could do it better. It's just him forcing is people to do things that he likes. Yeah, is that true? Because, like, I know, I've heard, you know, everyone's heard of, like, how much of a crazy person George Lucas is, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, like, like, really, though? Like, just, <laughs> no, like, no one else had, like, any input on those decisions 
It was just him, and he so. was like, "Do this or die." No, I think <laughs> like, he was just. I think thinking? Disney gave George Lucas the gun, and then. <laughs> no, I think. I mean, I mean, look, saying George Lucas didn't edit it makes it sound like he just handed off the footage to someone else and they did it for him. Like, directors and editors yeah. are always in the same room right. working together. And even in an extreme case, like, Star Wars, right. which is, like, famously a movie that was, like, really drastically sort of formed in editing, I, like, George mm-hmm. Lucas was still in that room in conversation with whoever, with his wife, uh, what's her yeah. name, um, who was editing it and putting it yeah. together. Um, <laughs> I don't remember what her name, name is. Because this is important. Yeah, um... But anyway, but yeah, no, I really think it probably is just George Lucas being like, uh, hey, you're gonna, like, re-release these movies, like, give me, you know, like, a million dollars, like, $500,000, I'm just gonna, like, shoot some pickups, like, two little scenes, and, like, hire some guys to go in and make some VFX in it, like, is that cool? And they're like, yeah, sure, I guess, like, you're George Lucas, do whatever you want. Um, Yeah, so it's less, it's less George Lucas with a gun, and more... George Lucas with all of the power behind his name, basically. Yeah. And um, it's Maria yeah. Lucas. And Mario. but okay. So Mar- but if Marcia, Marcia. <laughs> Marcia Lucas. Uh. <laughs> that was a lot. <laughs> there are a lot of names there. It's one of the <laughs> But I wanted if well, we're talking about point... Oh, go ahead. Well I was gonna say because my original point was that it's the two things are that one he he didn't edit it, so saying that he's going back and he him editing it now, it's just him improving his work. And it's like, well, it's because you edited with a team, so it's right. not just you going back and improving your own thing because it's a group of people working on something. Yeah. And a play is different every time because it's a group of people working on something. Uh, but, like, also, that is kind of, like, the that is another, like, philosophy of art is that you are never done with an art piece. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you have to find a time to just stop and be done and be content with what you have right yeah there's there you can you can work you could work work on a painting or a drawing forever yeah just until the universe ends and never be done with it but you pick a point and you're like all right i'm content with what i have and you put it out and you deal with it it's like nobody's nobody's editing van gogh's starry night right now (laughs) because it's we, he put he put it out. He said, "This is my it's painting," it. and we put it up on it's the wall. Done. Yeah, that's art. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, like you just have to kind of choose a stopping point and be like, "I'm content with what I did." And going back and changing it, it, it honestly, it got, comes down to the fact that it's a film, that it's a group art form where yeah. it takes like a thousand people in order to make this thing, especially something so like, like you. Yeah, so you going back and editing things kind of feels like a middle finger to all of the people who worked on the original, you right. know? Yeah. Like, like, oh, sorry, actually, this wasn't good. And it's like, well, fuck you. Yes, it was good. <laughs> right. I liked it. So, yeah, but that's, I liked it. That's the thing that's so <laughs> tricky about the, like, despecialized versions. Um, because you can get VHSs of Star Wars super easy. You can get on eBay and buy a, like, box set of the original three for, like, 15 bucks. And you can watch a version of A New Hope that's, like, 96% exactly the way it was when it hit theaters. There are some little changes, and he changed the effects, and there are some, like, alternate takes, you know? But, you know, more or less, (laughs) it's the same movie. Um, But, like, trying to get together that, like, real original footage, those, like, original prints that got sent to theaters... 
is like a super complicated and tricky thing mm-hmm. to pull off, which is why that whole despecialized thing is such yeah. a big deal. People have been trying to get Disney to like release a despecialized mm-hmm. cut of Star Wars forever. Um, but before yeah. I forget about it, if we're going to talk about these different versions, we've got to talk about the Greedo scene. Because that is, like, the most controversial element in all of Star Wars. <laughs> like, even still. What? Why? Yeah. So, you know the whole Han shot first thing? Oh. Because. Yeah. So, in the original version, in that scene where Han and Greedo are, like, talking to each other, Han just shoots him. Uh-huh. Like, straight up. Like. Greedo's like, oh, you're gonna follow me, and then Han just, like, shoots him in the fucking chest and kills him. Um, and then, at a certain point, I don't remember which one it is, I'm sure it's the special editions that hit theaters again. They decided they didn't like that. So they changed it so that Greedo shot at him first, but he missed, and then Han shot in retaliation and killed Greedo. Just to make him a little more respectable. I see. And people got super mad about yeah. it. Like even in the nineties before like internet outrage was a thing, there was like a huge outcry <laughs> against it. Um and then yeah. Nerd for, Rage has always been a thing. Yeah, exactly. Um and then for the next one, they changed it so they like both shot at the same time. So it was like, okay, sure. Yeah. It was like they both shoot like at exactly the same wow. time, but Greedo's shot misses and Han's shot hits Greedo. Um, and then for some reason, they re-edited this is so it silly. again yeah. when it hit Disney Plus. Uh, they re-edited it for Disney Plus, which I should say that's the version I think all of us watched was the Disney Plus version, unless you went back to the DVD, mm-hmm. yeah. Evelyn. Um, I did. The so they changed it a third time, so there's just like weirdly. It was a whole meme for a minute about McClunky because there's like this extra shot they put in um, from like the original footage, I guess, that wasn't in it before. They like spliced in this yeah. extra reaction shot from Greedo and had this weird little voice line where he goes, McClunky. And like, and now there's a weird thing where they like digitally added hands like head moving. Did you guys notice that? Like when you watch it on Disney Plus. It's, I did. I mean, I, I noticed. Bit. Yeah, and I noticed that he moved it. I didn't know that that was like added. Oh, I mean, I don't know. If you're looking out for it, it looks so fucking bad because it's like somebody like in After Effects, like cutting out <laughs> '70s footage and like just like, is it like having it move. Is it like that? <laughs> is it like that shot in Back to the Future Two where Biff throws the magazine and <laughs> for some reason it's edited so it goes yeah. like. Woo! Exactly. No, and it's but what it's like is it's like that weird Jabba scene because there's that moment where he like walks behind Jabba, but he has to like walk over his tail, and you can hear see Harrison Ford like really jankily kind of like move up as if he's taking a step on something and come back down in a super weird, awkward way. I wish I noticed. Yeah. Yeah, I wish I noticed that it looked funky, but it just looked. (laughs) I, I mean, it's just as funky as the rest of the bad CGI, I guess. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, and it's this weird thing where it's like, even now that George Lucas isn't in charge of anything anymore, for some reason, Star Wars is just cursed to get fucked with forever, I guess. Like, uh, yeah. even though it's somebody well, it's else, like, we just can't keep our so fingers out of it. Yeah. yeah, that's so interesting to me. Like, yeah, this well, is fascinating. Han- I love this. <laughs> <laughs> well, because Han shot first was like, originally like a meme that like oh if you're a star wars fan you know that han shot first 
But then it became a weird gatekeepy thing. Like, if you haven't seen the, like, the original cut, then you don't know that Han shot first. Right. right. But, like, it's, like, it, 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 it changes how, it changes Han's development through the movie. If at the very beginning, he's a scumbag to that extent, and then he becomes a good guy at the end, it's like, oh, character development. Right. But, like, it, it doesn't really matter if Han shot first, because he still yeah. killed a dude at a bar. Like, you <laughs> right, know? Yeah. Like, yeah, like, you can it's make such it... a weird, it's such a weird scene to just pick apart like that. Yeah. So specifically, like, as a creator, like, why, I mean, I guess it makes sense, you know, like you said, it's important to his character arc, but, like, what yeah he died not to to (laughs) such an extent though like if you could say it's like oh it was like was it his intent to just murder somebody or is he just defending himself and it's like well the point of the matter is still in this business murder is a part of the business and he's a rogue so he's gonna like it that like it it exchanges like the extent of like how much of a bad guy he is before he's redeemed but like really not really like no matter who shoots first it kind of gets the point across it's like oh he's kind of a bad guy and then he gets better later like it doesn't right it doesn't matter who shoots first the scene is the same (laughs) right yeah yeah um it's it's, not like any other cuts han got shot and greedo went with them it's that's never happened right yeah (laughs) yeah greedo is just but in my fan fiction it does (laughs) i want to imagine like we get a time machine and we end up like 40 years in the future and we're like oh hell yeah i'm gonna watch the newest microchip release of star wars and you just realize that like greedo doesn't even die and he's just like weirdly digitally inserted into every other scene in the movie <laughs> like, yeah. he's like, like, and greedo are just he's like really important now. to the story yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh hell yeah man but it's like some guy who they've like edited her face onto so it's like, yeah it's like it's like talking in the new movies yeah exactly um that's what i want <laughs> so if if we if we may Jackson, unless you have like a, a a line of a train of thought that you want to follow, I would really like to start like picking apart like the like the narrative, like the story okay. from the beginning. Well, because yeah. I have a lot of feelings about this. Okay. Do you have do you have something else that was more well, important to say? Um. Well, I was just gonna say that in the experience of us watching these movies in chronological order, there's something. Uh-huh. That mm-hmm. always sort of rubs me the wrong way about the opening of this movie in conjunction with the prequels, because okay, it yeah, takes a lot of thought to like figure out exactly what's going on. So it's like they have the Death Star plans, and she gives them to R two D two and sends them down to Tatooine with a message that says, "Go meet, go take these to Obi Wan Kenobi." Uh, which is just super mm-hmm. weird because Leia has absolutely no reason to know who yeah. Obi Wan Kenobi is, and let alone exactly where he's yeah. living. That's a good point. Now, but like it yeah. takes or a why certain she amount. Want to get the Death Star plans to him, right? So, but here's it takes a lot of thinking on your part. And let's be clear: this is not necessarily a criticism of the original movie. If anything, this is more a criticism of the prequels. Um. But oh, that's never been done before. <laughs> right. But <laughs> like, it requires like there is like a decent explanation that you can suss out for yourself, right? They have the plans. Yeah. They happen to be over Tatooine. Um she gives the plans to a droid so she can keep Darth Vader from getting them, sends him down to the planet, 
Mm-hmm. And she's like, fuck, okay, so it's Tatooine. Who do I know on Tatooine? And maybe, like, her dad told her about Obi-Wan Kenobi at some point in her life. And she's like, oh, there's a guy, I know about a guy whose name is Obi-Wan. I'm going to leave a message for him and just hope that he's cool and will send us the plans back at some point. Right, well, but, like, that's, make... not, that's not good to just leave it up to the audience to just figure that out. Yeah. Because well, a think... lot of people aren't going to think that. Right. Well, I think it would be better if Princess Leia didn't have any clue who Obi-Wan Kenobi was and was just like, fuck, I gotta get these plants out of here and get R2-D2 and C-3PO out of here. So she just puts them in the chute on the Tatooine. But right. R2-D2 yeah. is like, yo, my homeboy Obi-Wan is here because right, I'm yeah. a robot and I know everything. Or like, yeah. even, if Obi- even if R2-D2 doesn't know that Obi-Wan's there, if he's just like, I got this important information, I'm going to keep it to myself till I find somebody that I trust. Right. And yeah. then he finds his good friend Obi-Wan. And yeah. he's like, yo, Obi-Wan, I, you're trustworthy and I like you, so here's the information. And it's it so also makes no out. sense why Obi-Wan is like, who's R2-D2? <laughs> right. Yeah. Yes! Like, <laughs> And it's I, weird. I have no recollection of this. It's weird to criticize. It's weird to criticize a New Hope like that because obviously, when this yeah. was the only movie, it's perfectly fine. Leia knows this guy named Obi Wan. Yeah, exactly. She sends him the plans because she's about to get got by Darth Vader, and like hopes yeah. that he'll bring him back. Like totally cool. But like, and it's so weird that like George Lucas. Not only does he put so much effort into the prequels and making it everything line up super perfectly, but even in times when they don't line up super perfectly, he goes back into the originals to make them line up, right? Like, he put Emperor Palpatine into Empire Strikes Back. He put Hayden Christensen in Return of the Jedi. Like, he changes all these little things to make sure everything feels like one coherent story like it is in his mind. But yet somehow... I hate that so much. But yet somehow... He just forgot to make the very beginning of this entire franchise make any goddamn sense at all. Makes sense. <laughs> the process yeah. of things, which yeah. is so weird. Um, I also think it's very, very like, funny here's the thing that, that, like, when the two droids are, like, hanging around, R2-D2's like, I've got really important plans for the continued safety of the universe that I have to get back to the Rebellion. And C-3PO's like, no, R2, we're slaves now. <laughs> like, shut up about that. We have to be yeah. slaves. No, we live on a farm now. <laughs> yeah, this, exactly. This is reality now. This is normal now. Stop talking about that. Well, we like, have a master. He's 19 <laughs> and he know. sucks. I, <laughs> I don't know. It, I think it, you, you know, you might need to take more into account about like CP3O like as a, as a character because he is a droid he is a robot he doesn't have like those priorities like (laughs) data mind into his system i don't know how droid speak works (laughs) but like i that didn't catch catch me too off guard like and going back just a little bit also like as someone who has not seen this film before and does Mm -hmm. not know a lot about um star wars just in general i really really liked the beginning of this oh, yeah. movie. Yeah, it's cool. A lot. It was it was like, oh my gosh, yeah, like CP3 and R2D2 as like a duo just work so well. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. And like I had no idea. Like why? There's like so, how? But it's just 
they're, they're so, so funny. I know they're so funny. <laughs> <laughs> they just compliment each other so well. I don't think he likes you at all. <laughs> I don't like you. <laughs> so I don't like you. Yeah. No, they're so good. They're like the, the point. Go ahead. It's just I love that interaction so much because C three PO is like we live here now. R two D two drop it. R two D two just like makes like this sad beep, and C three PO is like, no, oh my I God. don't think he likes you. <laughs> so funny. Yeah. I love it so much, but. So I'm like, I'm really invested in the story, right? I'm like, oh my god, I wonder like mm-hmm. what's gonna happen to these two fun robots, right? Yeah. And then Luke gets introduced, and he's immediately like the most annoying character. Yes. <laughs> right. And like, and as soon as he's introduced, it's like, all right, so now this it's shithead here. Yeah, now it's Luke yeah. time. And now we have to explain to Luke and the audience, like, what the Force is. And like, <laughs> right. oh, I knew your father. And he's like, my dad? And he's like, shut up. <laughs> I want to go to Coruscant to get power converters. Yes. To get power converters. No, okay. So there's this line God. in the beginning of the movie where, so like, okay. So George yeah. Lucas was like famously a crazy person who didn't, know how to effectively express what he wanted to his actors and he would constantly tell them yeah like faster louder more intense like that was the only thing he knew how to do when he was mm-hmm. directing actors would just be like more just i i don't know i want it to be more exciting make it bigger and like all the yeah. actors were like that's that's so strange yeah and i think it's really interesting because this movie feels like that like the way and all these characters interact like it feels like they were all just told like faster yeah. louder <laughs> you know um but like yeah, be more annoyed there's this one be more like a 16 year old there's this yeah. one line where um let me i i wrote down the quote cuz i think it's so funny um Hold on one sec. Oh, While fuck. you do that, I'm plugging in my phone because it's it's dying very fast. Okay, so um, it's dying. where okay. uh, okay, we're gonna... Luke, so like R2D2 shows the little message, uh, Princess Leia, and he's like, "Whoa, she's so beautiful! Like, what's it? What is this? What's going on?" And she's then, beautiful. like, he tries to he tries to like wiggle something in R2D2, and she goes away. And there's the shot where Luke goes, he's just like. Wait a minute, where'd she go? Bring her back! Play back the entire message! And like I I feel like I can just You're like, feel like Oh my god, have you never seen a woman before? <laughs> no, I feel like I can feel Mark Hamill's actual real life rage seeping through in that line delivery. I feel like George Lucas yeah, told him George to Lucas be telling him to be louder yeah, and faster. George Lucas told him to be louder and faster one too many times, and he was just like, okay! If you say so, George! Okay. And he does one take. You want louder and harder faster? Here you go! And it has, like, big, like, Greg Sestero in the room energy where you can just feel the, like, yeah. real-life behind-the-scenes rage, like, seep through yeah, in that line delivery. Yeah. Like, every time I watch that, I'm like, that is a truly yeah. unhinged person delivering that line like that. <laughs> It's like two things that I want to say. Is circling back a little bit. Well, I'll say my first thing first. So there is the scene. They don't. They don't weirdly play everybody's ages correctly. Like Luke. Luke yeah. is sixteen, right? 
Well, so, so like, half the time I thought he's a so. six-year-old, half the time he's, like, a five-year-old. There's that shot where he's, like, playing with the airplane. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's really like, funny. he's five. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why he's doing that, but it's whatever. I but think canonically he's, like, like, 19. Leia and Han all together. Probably, he's probably Is a little he? bit older. It just makes it weirder that he's playing with the airplane. <laughs> Like, because... for sure, 100%, I was like, okay, this kid is 16. Yeah, I think like, Leia is sure. 16. She's younger. Okay, She's I'm going to look this up, because this is a whole timeline that exists. Her, like... Yeah. Also, they're twins. They're not different ages, Alien. Adeline. That would make sense. You're right. I forgot. <laughs> okay, oh, hold yeah. on just Don't one second. Me. Um... Spoiler! <laughs> <laughs> This is going to be from 1978. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah, I so they're 19. I was watching this with me, right? And I was like, I was, oh, okay. I was like, what? Okay. Is, is, this, is this the movie that Darth Vader says that I'm, I'm your father? And I was like, just shut up and laugh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, shut up. But yeah, according to the current canon, like, Luke just... and Leia are both canonically uh, 19 years old in the first movie. Okay. okay, so then it's just sexism then, because they definitely play her like an adult woman, and they play him like a five-year-old, so that's just whatever. But yeah. I just think it's interesting, because they play Han like an adult, and he's way older than both of them. Yeah. But yeah, like, they play they play Luke super young, and they play Leia like an adult. And then that's, that's the point, is that Luke gets progressively way less annoying as the movies go on. Yeah. Just in this first one, he's pretty bad. But uh, my second thing that I wanted to say is I wanted to circle back to C-3PO just being like, we're slaves now. <laughs> but, like, it makes so much sense for his character, and especially with his dynamic with R2-D2, where R2-D2 is, like, basically a war droid. Like, he's, like, a repairman right. for, like, everything. But, like, mainly, like, in the planes, he's, like, fixing the plane as they fly and they, like, get damaged. Yeah. So it would make sense that R2-D2's, like, headspace is, like, we got a we gotta thing that we gotta be doing. This is for the war. This is for what we're doing. And just, like, going all in. Well, C-3PO is just like, dude, I'm an interpreter. Can we just <laughs> stay here where I just have to hang out with this 19-year-old yeah. and, like, talk to a water vaporizer like please <laughs> right. man like this is pretty good can yeah. you just stay here yeah. like right. it, it makes so much sense and C-3PO is just like R2-D2 shut the fuck up and let me live <laughs> <Right>. here yeah <laughs> um so yeah I mean if we're going through beat by beat at this point Ben Kenobi shows up and he's like oh hey I know what's going on uh let me teach you about the force uh and then fucking Luke's yeah. parents just die we teach you everything. Oh yeah, his uncle and his aunt. Yeah, his, his yeah. aunt and uncle. That was that freaked he get, me he out. Get, he gets uncle. Yeah, Ben's. no, yeah. like I, Jesus yeah. Christ. Just that's all I have to say about it. Because we spend it. like, so God much damn. time with just like, yeah, we spend. It's honestly really effective in a really short amount of time because we have like two or three like cute moments of just the two of them of them just being like oh we're on the aunt and uncle and they're like oh let luke go to pilot school and like oh i'm making dinner like where's luke oh he's staying with the droids like there's just like these two there's like just a few moments of just like total normal domestic bliss and then like two scenes later we just see their vaporized skeletons on the porch like oh my god it's freaky yeah and i have i have the I have the perfect part for this, so as I've said, like, a bajillion times, I've watched this with Vi, and, like, at this point, I'm, like, 
holy shit, I was not expecting that, right? Like, and we pause it so I could write yeah. down notes and stuff, right? And Vi yeah. was like, <laughs> I don't mean to bring Vi up so much. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but I, I, I was like, I had no idea that was going to happen. And Vi, I thought this was the funniest thing. Vi turns to me and is like, stormtroopers are not supposed to be a joke. <laughs> right. Like, I mean, I guess, I guess not. Jesus. Yeah. That's, That's why I kind of don't like it about stormtroopers. Go ahead, Adeline. Oh, go ahead, Jackson. Okay, I will <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> I was about to say, oh, but now I lost my train of thought. Okay, I'll I was just like, go there. Throw that thought away. Um, Jackson's trying to talk well, about it. Yeah. I kind of don't. <laughs> I kind of don't like how much the whole like stormtroopers can't shoot at things and aim worth a shit thing has like permeated pop culture. It's so stupid because it's, it's such so a cinema scene. Oh, really? Because I always thought that was funny. But like I don't know. I think <laughs> I like I get like I don't think I mean, it doesn't bother me when um it doesn't bother me when it's just like people saying that like it's like whatever it can be funny to you that's fine. But like in the Mandalorian, there's this whole scene where these two stormtroopers are talking to each other and they're just like, "Oh, isn't it no funny? Spoilers. Isn't it funny how it seems like we can never shoot anything?" LOL. And I'm like, "No, fuck that. I don't like that one bit." Like, keep that out of Fuck it. you too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like I think that's kind of funny. I haven't no, seen I the video, also... but I, I think that's funny. I, I I like that joke. I think it's well, funny. But of course, I have I have a lot well, less it, experience it... with Star Wars. Sorry, Adeline. Go ahead. Yeah. No, it's fine. <laughs> it, it just feels like cinema sensey plot hole. Like, why don't they, mm-hmm. you? Why can't the stormtroop troopers ever shoot anybody? It's like because if Luke got shot, the movie <laughs> would be over. Like, what do you want? Right. I guess that's a really good like, point. That's a good point. I hate it when movies like, I get your feel point, like they need like to defend like themselves. Military people who are like supposed to be scary, mm. but like it just, it just like, leave it alone. Right. Yeah. It's like these. I hate it. Like this is part of the whole thing with like Beauty and the Beast, for example. Is like these movies. Yeah. Disney does this a lot, where they're like they try to anticipate what people like, what jokes people will make about things, and like make the joke first. And, and, like, point like, out what's goofy or wrong about something mm-hmm. before you can, you know? Like, be sort of yeah. irreverential mm-hmm. about things. And I feel like, I, I just, I don't know, I don't like that. I feel like a lot of these criticisms that they're always trying to get out in front of are not criticisms that they should be concerned about. They're not things that make a movie worse. Yeah, it's not yeah. the important ones. Yeah, exactly. So when they're like... Yeah, the criticism that there are no black people in this movie is not the one they're <laughs> listening to. The one that they're listening to is, ha-ha, can't, back, he get a Stockholm Syndrome, ha-ha, he It's <laughs> right, like, right, you yeah. guys are dumb. Um, and so I just, I don't like it but when it, they have to be like, oh, we did it. We said it's funny that stormtroopers can't hit things. So it's fine. We've got out, you know, we're saying it, so it makes it actually mm-hmm. a good part because you like it when you're in on the joke you know okay um so where were we on star wars oh god i forgot oh i remember the thing i remember the thought that i put in the trash like <laughs> okay <I said> now. <laughs> so i absolutely love that scene because you're talking about the stormtroopers and how oh yeah shouldn't be a joke and they should be scary and stupid right cinema sins is bad which is opinion uh-huh. we've never said on the podcast before but <laughs> right is bad we're ready uh, to come out again. I absolutely love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we, I've never heard of them. Who? Anyway. Um, so, <laughs> I absolutely love that scene where basically the stormtroopers find Leia and they're like, oh, we should take her hostage. Set your lasers to stu- 
set your lasers to stun, and then Leia just shoots one of them in the chest and runs away. It's the funniest <laughs> thing on the planet, and I love it so much. Your mistake. Yeah. <laughs> you should have killed me when you had the chance, pal. <laughs> bolts. It's so funny. I, I like Leia. I like uh, Yeah, her. Leia's great. She's so she good. She fun. Well, it's like, I love, like, the uh, this movie, like, even though Luke, I think, is probably the weakest character in this first one, because yeah. he's a little bit annoying, like, by the end, he's fine, but it's just at the beginning, he's annoying, and it just kind of hurts his character a little bit, but, yeah. like, Leia and Han and Darth Vader are all just, like, immediately, like, oh, these people are cool, I'm super down with this. Right. Like, like and Darth Chewie, Vader, you know. And Chewie, Yeah. Well, it's just, like, the introduction to Darth Vader is, like, he just, like, walks into a hallway and, like, looks at some dead bodies and is, like, anyway. Like, that's great. <laughs> and then he fucking... Wait, did, did you guys know that you could see his eyes, like, through the visor? Like, through, like, the oh, eyepieces? Yeah, no, like, they're, they're, they're not opaque. They're, they're, you can see his eyes. Oh, oh wait, I haven't looked for do you mean eyes. Chewbacca was... or do you mean Darth Vader? Darth Vader. Oh, okay. Yeah, like the furry in, in one, scene, or <laughs> in the scene where um where they're driving around in their fighters, uh, where Darth oh, Vader is yeah. in the fighter and he's like right. killing everybody. There are a couple scenes where the angle and the light is hitting him just right. You can straight up see his face like right. through the eye hole, like glass. Yeah. And it's, it's not James Earl weird. Jones. It's what's his That's name? Cool. The guy who was him on set. Oh, uh, I, don't, I don't remember the name, but I know who you're talking about. What's of his course. Face? Yeah. Well, well, he's not, like, famous for that, anything that besides introduction... being Darth Vader. Right. Yeah. But but I think that introduction of Darth Vader is so good. Because, first of all, like, him, like, coming up and, like, putting his hands on his hips and, like, looking at the dead bodies <laughs> is, like, kind of funny. Like, it's not the most intimidating thing in the world. But then directly the next scene where he's just, like, strangling a dude for information. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's right. scary. But I absolutely love, I adore this moment, because this is one of the few moments that, like, Darth Vader is, like, scary in these Uh original movies, because we talked about Darth Vader being scary before. But it's when he strangles that dude and just, like, drops him, and then he just, like, starts yelling at the people around (laughs) him, where he's like, you fight every fucking buddy on this ship, and I want them (laughs) fucking alive, and he storms off. It's a mood, and it's scary, and it's really good. Like, it's just so... He's just... Yeah, it's so good. It's just like, first of all, it's like this scary man in like a helmet and a cloak and he just straight up strangled a guy. But for some reason, him just like yelling at people is way more scary than that. (laughs) And I couldn't tell you why, but like, it's, it's so good. I didn't know that he talked so much. Like, I really thought that he was like a very silent, like, like, just like the, just the sheer, like. Just his presence was just enough mm-hmm. for him to be scary. I did right. not expect him to have that many lines. And when right. he did, he was talking so much, I was like, oh, shit. Holy <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. I know, he's talking. He's talking he's and talking he's scary. <laughs> he's scary. <laughs> and I was like, and th- there were interactions with him and Leia where I was like, oh. there are talking so much and it and like mm-hmm. by by next to me was like well yeah he's a politician and i was like he's a what <laughs> <laughs> because i mean i guess that he is and i've never thought yeah. of it that way anyways yeah that just that no, boggled my mind for a second because like I mean, the a new- lot of the time 
like... Oh, go ahead. He's like a military officer. Either of you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyone, yeah. please. <laughs> Anyone. Yeah, that's true, I guess. But, like... Um, ooh, Kate says, the Rogue One scene was honestly my my strongest impression of Darth Vader. And, like, I yeah. hard agree. Hard yeah. agree. So scary. Like, and I really do think... kills everybody in the hallway, yeah. Yeah, and, like, this is, this is a conversation that you have more when you're talking about, like, actual, like, horror films. But, like, things mm-hmm. are so much scary when you don't reveal that much about them. Mm-hmm. Right? And so, like, mm-hmm. Ro- in Rogue One, Darth Vader was so scary because he just, like silently walks out of this like door frame of like smoke and fire or whatever it is and he starts mm-hmm. killing people like very effortlessly effortlessly mm-hmm. um <laughs> and like that's terrifying he doesn't say anything or like maybe he says like one or two things i don't know um but like mm-hmm. that's that's frightening um mm-hmm. the fact that he talks so much in this movie and that you could see his eyes i was i was i was less scared of him at that point um, right. Not that he's not scary, but I was kind of like, yeah. eh. I I am not as intimidated by him now because I can see his humanity. I guess you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and uh, oh, what was I gonna say? Oh, I had a thought. Hold on, it's in there. Oh, Get the it. it's kind of a it's kind of a new joke and an old joke at the same time that Rogue <laughs> One kind of immediately makes every scene between Darth Vader and Princess Leia hilarious because. <laughs> We go from that scene of him killing everybody on the hallway and the huge war that just took place on the surface of the planet. Yeah. And then, like, two minutes later, they, like, walk, like, a mile over that way and catch them. And they're like, hey, give me that thing back. And Princess Leia is like, what are you talking- what? I'm, I'm going to Alderaan. Like, yeah. it's just- it's oh, yeah. so funny. Are you talking and to Darth me? Vader being like, you're fucking not. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, are you talking to me? I was over on the bench. (laughs) (laughs) That's really funny, actually. It's just really good. Well, I I don't remember who was talking about it, but he was like the perfect person to go up against this terrifying military man is absolutely a 19-year-old girl. And I was like, ah, hell yeah. Because she immediately shoots a man in the chest, and when she's confronted, she goes, I don't know what you're talking about. Me? No. No. Yeah, like, it's just, it's so good. I love it so much. I I like her a lot. Yeah, that's very fun. If we want to move forward to the the cantina, which I feel like is probably the most, perhaps the most influential sequence of, like, sequence in a film ever in history, I would argue. Um, Oh, yeah. I feel like... wow! I feel like that is the thing that really sells Star Wars and makes Star Wars the, like primary cultural juggernaut for the next century of film um which is just that like they just walk in and it's grimy and gross and there's like a million different guys who look a million different ways and it's like just Mm -hmm. totally filled out and imagined and it like feels really tactile and, like, I think that is, like, yeah. the moment where people, like, really and truly, like, dial into Star Wars. Where it's like, oh, yeah. that, that guy's a little bat guy. He's the best. Yeah. <laughs> Look at yeah. Ponda Beba and with like, his one butt thing... cheeks on his chin. 
<laughs> with his butt on, mouth. Yeah. And on top of, like, all of the things that you've mentioned, how they, like, look all different. And, like, I mean, practical effects. I really want to talk about practical effects and shit. <laughs> okay. But, like, it, like, tactile, I really feel like is a good word to describe, like, all of the different, like, alien races that you see and, like, all that stuff. And it just, it feels so real. What I loved, what I noticed was the sound design of, like, how they all talk. Yeah. Mm. Like, oh, yeah. Like, all the different languages. Oh, my God. Yeah. And, like, there's something about how, like, aliens sound in Star Wars movies that's just, like, Mm -hmm. okay, this is, this is a a Star Wars alien race, like, for sure. Because they sound like like, that. Yeah. (laughs) What was that? Madeline? No. <laughs> <laughs> me? Me? I was... Me? No. No, me? No. I was a little bit disappointed, though. No, me? No. <laughs> because um, we we had had a... There was some podcast where we talked about that scene where they start bothering Luke, where you, you told yeah. me that there was oh, a yeah. second... I'm sorry. That was like even more emphatic than the first one, sorry. which I thought was <laughs> yeah. hilarious. Yeah. But it turns out that's not actually in the movie. <laughs> like it's just what for God, some reason in our imaginations things, it was it's like so much funnier than when it actually yeah yeah in our imaginations it was like was, he doesn't <laughs> like you and he was like I'm sorry and he was like I don't like you either and he was like sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Which is much funnier <laughs> than like the actual louder, faster. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> God, that would have been so really much funny. more funny. <laughs> but like, I think what I think it's very strange. I and it honestly just had to do with the time period that things were coming out. But like, people always love to compare Star Wars and Star Trek. It's like, oh, which is better, Star Wars and Star Trek? And I think. What really made people glom onto Star Wars was that it looks and feels so much more different than Star Trek. Like, I feel like Star Wars is way more of a fantasy than Star Trek is. Yeah, it's way less fucking boring. Yeah, and it's way less fucking boring and bad. But, like, Star Trek is always so clean and polished and crisp. Like, everybody's in a uniform, they're on a white ship with, like, clean hallways, and they go down to a planet, and everybody looks like a human person in a pretty, like, pristine costume. Yeah, boring. Like, everything is so, like, dry-cleaned and perfect. And then when you get into Star Wars, and they're like, we're in a fucking bar, and I cut a dude's arm off, and we're all stinky and gross and speaking our own (laughs) alien languages, and it's like, hell yeah! Yeah! This is cool Dude. and crunchy, and I like it. And like the sets in the, throughout this entire movie, like even on, like even on the like the sets that aren't supposed to be as crunchy or dirty, right? Just like the set mm-hmm. design for Star Wars is also just like the sound design. It's just yeah. so Star Wars. It's yeah, and like that is so cool to me that like it is yeah. immediately identifiable, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I love that so much. Watching this, watching this movie was really really fun. Yeah, this is but a good movie. This no is one's a ever good said movie. this before, but this is a good movie. <laughs> no, I was just really surprised, I guess, because I didn't know that this was like the first Star Wars movie they made. This is also something mm-hmm. that Vi told me upon sitting down. Is because I, I just thought I just thought you know this is this is one of the Star Wars movies. Maybe I've seen it. Maybe I haven't. But right. like, one of those Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, but no, this is like the first one, and I was so mm-hmm. excited to just see just just to see them like set everything up. 
like that mm-hmm. was just yeah. it was it's a really fun experience watching this movie was really really fun anyways mm-hmm. cantina we're talking it's, about the cantina it's yeah. interesting <laughs> sorry i'm sorry <laughs> you could kind of infer if you chose to that like obi-wan and chewbacca have kind of a rapport because he like totally just walks up to chewbacca yeah. and is like hey mm-hmm. you know i need something done and chewbacca's like oh yeah let me go talk to my guy uh which is why it's so I mean, fucking weird that George Lucas was like, I'm going to have Chewbacca and Yoda be friends in the third one, actually. I'm going to go really far out of my way to yeah, make Chewbacca not and Yoda friends. Yeah. Like, it would kind of make sense <laughs> for, like, him and Obi-Wan to kind of be buds, because it would sort of pay off in the original one. But he was like, no, I think yeah. him and Yoda should, like, be pals for absolutely no reason. <laughs> Maybe George Lucas... And doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. <laughs> yeah. You know, just, I think that's just. Maybe. I think that that's very possible. Yeah, um, I'm starting to suspect. You may that be on maybe. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, once you, once you get onto the Death Star, like the whole, basically the whole movie just turns into. I mean, you're watching actors who have been told faster, louder, more intense the whole time. They're all just like, shut down all the power converters on a danger level. Oh, 3PO, where can he be? Oh, God. Like, just everyone's just like. They're gonna find us. (laughs) Like, everybody's just like. And we're supposed to be sneaky. Bitched at an 11 the whole time. It's so funny. Like. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like. It's just such a nice, like, simple plot at that point, though. Like, yeah, everybody's Mm -hmm. yelling, but like. (laughs) But the the goal is so clear. Yeah. Yeah, the it's just like so okay, we're here. To get out. Yeah, Luke wants to rescue the princess. Han is coming with them. Like they're just like they all have their clear character motivations. Like this, I, this is the part of the movie for me where Luke stops being annoying. Where Luke is like, "All right, I want to rescue the princess. Let's go." And it's like, "Yeah, do something, Luke." Instead of complaining about Paragonverse, <laughs> it's like, "Yeah, he Luke." Becomes, and then he just like the annoying in a different kind of way. I, if, right. I, I yeah, I, and like <laughs> and like. <laughs> Less, he becomes less annoying as, like, a teen boy and more, like, kind of, like, protagonist annoying, which is, like, yeah. annoying diet, you know? Yeah, <laughs> like, right. it's, like, absolutely. It's still pretty annoying, but it's just, like, it's not, like, you just kind of deal with it, but, like, it's totally fine. Yeah, right. But, and then you have all the character interactions of, like, Luke and Leia are, like, they're, like, fun and sweet and, like, doing things together and Han is being an asshole and running into a room <laughs> with a million stormtroopers in it. Like, it's just, like, it's just so simple and fun and the goals are so clear and the characters are so clear. It's just a good time. Yeah. And then... Oh, that's Darth one of the Vader things they changed in one the of the versions. shittiest lightsaber fight in history. Yeah. Well, no, Wait, I want to say... what did they change, Jackson? One of the things they changed is that shot where he gets chased by a bazillion stormtroopers... In the original theatrical version, yeah. both of them, I think, it was, like, all totally practical, and it was, like, five or six stormtroopers, which is, like, still funny. Yeah. Like, they would probably kick his ass, because they're, like, six dudes. Yeah. But for some reason, at some yeah. point, military dudes. Yeah. they wanted to, like, go back and add, like, 15 more stormtroopers to the yeah. background of that shot to make it, like, as many yeah, yeah. stormtroopers <laughs> which, as possible. Which is also pretty... Which is also pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. Um, yeah. Well, what I wanted to say that it's been beaten to the ground like a dead horse. The fact that that lightsaber fight between Obi Wan and Darth Vader sucks, and it's like the yeah, first no, lightsaber ass. fight that we ever see, and it's the it's, worst thing on the planet. It's really but, bad. Like the fight choreography yeah. is just bad. 
Yeah. And there's like Don't that moment where Obi Wan is like kind of poking it, or no, Darth Vader's like just kind of poking at Obi Wan, and Obi Wan's yeah, like, yeah. like, yeah, yeah. Huh? No, 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 no. But I wanted oh, to no, say, you can't do it. <laughs> no, no, no. Don't get me wrong. It sucks ass. But I think it's really interesting that the first lightsaber fight that we ever see, it it feels a lot more like they're trying to go with like the fencing style of fighting I than they are with that. like yeah. short sword. Yeah, because yeah. they are doing like those little like pokey moments and like spinning around <laughs> and like trying to keep a distance between each other. Like right. it's weird that they kind of switch the fighting styles of the Jedi and the Sith like as they move yeah. on. Like I think it's super interesting that fight sucks ass but it definitely yeah. feels like they're trying to do like a fencing kind of thing instead yeah. of like the short sword broadsword fantasy kind right. of fighting that we see later yeah well put. Well, and that's the thing For is sure. that yeah. like the um like th- that fight in a certain way feels very sort of like even though it should be supremely emotional because it's like student and master who have changed so much like even without the like context of the prequels or whatever like just in what they've set up in this story, it's, like, student and master, and they've changed so much since they were, like, friends at one point. And they're, like, fighting to the death on the ship. It mm-hmm. should be, like, a really charged moment. But the way they move is so, like, weirdly, yeah. like, clinical and, like, clean. And they're, like, doing their little tiny, like, fencing moves. Which is why it's so interesting that Please. Empire Strikes Back, that fight between Luke and Darth Vader at the end, is so, like, intensely emotional. It's this thing where they're just, like, fucking angry and, like, they're, like, swinging two-handed at each other with these lightsabers just, like, with, like, rage and, like, force. And it's, like, so, so visceral to watch. It's so interesting that they, like, really got it together. (laughs) Like, like, they sort of realized that, like... George Lucas figured it out. Yeah, that, that, like, that's not what people (laughs) wanted. Also, well... Yeah. Also, the lightsabers are so thin. Oh, yeah. Like, did you notice that? <laughs> yeah. Like, they're so tiny in this movie. Yeah. Well, wasn't it? It's the guy who plays Obi-Wan in this movie who famously hates Star Wars with yeah. his entire soul and he being. He doesn't like it at all. Isn't that right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. no, he hates it. If you, like, I think he's dead now, probably, yes. Yeah, he died, like, in the 90s, Wait, I think. Wait, so you just, no yeah, he's, he's, yeah, yeah, he's mega dead now. But it was, like, a thing that, like, kids would send him fan mail being like, I loved you in Star Wars. And he'd be like, yeah. you're an idiot because Star Wars fucking sucks. And oh, it's like, what again? a cool dude. Yeah. It's the guy who plays Obi-Wan in this one. I don't Alec remember Guinness his name. Is his name. No, yeah, it was a whole thing Alec where, Guinness, yeah. where he, people would right. come up to him and be like, oh, man, like, I love Star Wars. And he would just be like, you should do something else. <laughs> like, it's... You yeah. should do something else for your life because you're fucking. You should stupid. talk to somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. He was just. But he I was think... just embarrassed. He was just embarrassed about that shot where he was introduced, where he like came over the hill screaming, and he said like. Ah! <laughs> it's like it's really good. <laughs> yeah. It's, I, honestly, I think what happened in the filming of the world's shittiest lightsaber fight. I think George Lucas came up to him and he's like, be like more visceral, more motion, like quicker, louder, faster. And he just like looked right. him dead in the eyes and went like, no. No. And then George Lucas was just like, okay. And then they just got what they got because he fucking hated right. being there so much. Yeah. yeah. I don't think, I don't think he hated I feel like, like also, I mean, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I think also, maybe he just like, hated Darth Vader... Yeah. I think maybe also Darth Vader just had a hard fucking time moving around in that suit. Like, <laughs> yeah. that... I, he also <laughs> looked like time. he was really struggling. He was he was just, like, trying to... Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't think he was having... Well, it's, like... 
It's like the first Iron Man movie where the Iron Man suit is like 1,200 pieces right. versus yeah. Endgame where I don't think Robert Downey Jr. is wearing anything practical no. so that he can like actually Never. move in the last movie. Yeah. 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 That's the thing. That was like it's literally like, <laughs> like it became parts of his contract in the like later Marvel movies. Like at first he was like, mm-hmm. yeah, whatever. Like I'll wear this whole practical suit. It'll be a whole thing. By the time he hit Iron Man 3, he was like, I'm 50 now, so in my contract I'm saying I can only wear 10 pounds of practical armor. And then the next one he was like, I can wear 5 pounds of practical armor. And the next one he was like, I cannot wear any pounds of practical armor. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like, because I totally get it. Because as much as I love practical effects, when it comes to things like the Iron Man suit... I totally get it, where you're like, we need you to, like, jump around and punch this guy. And you're like, dude, I just can't. Like, <laughs> right. I get it. I'm pretending junior. I'm not mad at you. Yeah. <laughs> like, I can't lift my arms over my head. I can't. I don't know what you want from me. It's like, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Mr. Mr. I'm so sorry. Junior. Mr. Junior. Mr. Junior. <laughs> Um, okay, I have a really quick question, and we can sure. just breeze past this, because I don't know if anyone has said this before. I don't know how stupid this is. This is probably really stupid. Um, has anybody made the connection between the names George Lucas and Luke? Yeah, of course. Yep, yep, that was, like, yep. Mark Hamill's no, most famous Luke story, is, like... is that whenever he couldn't figure out what George Lucas wanted from him... He just decided to, like, yeah. play it like he would imagine George Lucas would say it, and then George Lucas would always love yeah. that take. Oh. Like. <laughs> so, like, for sure, Luke Skywalker is, like, a self-insert yeah. character. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think George Lucas has, okay. like, in interviews said that, like, oh, yeah, Luke Skywalker is me. Like, I think that's, like, a thing that he has said. I mean, good for him for just coming clean with that. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm just being like, yep, yeah, that's me. That's me. Okay, thank you for answering that question. Yeah. I, I had a feeling. Well, I think at some point, also, his uncle calls him Lucas. Does he? Like, I don't think really he does. briefly, just once. I think so. It's when they're sitting at the table, and it's just like really like quick, and it just goes by really fast, but I think he says Lucas. I could Adeline, your thoughts? I, we've watched this movie a lot because we had the DVDs growing up. I'm like 90% yeah. sure he definitely doesn't do that. Okay. So here's maybe the I, thing. I just because, heard it. Like, <laughs> because we've watched this movie maybe 12 million times, I didn't watch it super closely. Well, yeah, this that's time, the thing. So <laughs> I could not tell you. Yeah. Yeah. I was just like, I know what happens in Star Wars, and I do know what happens <laughs> right. in Star Wars. Oh yeah. Um. But um, but yeah, then they yeah, go on like, the trench. My notes are super short, but it's like. And Han Solo shows up good. and turns out to be a good guy at the end. And they blow up the Death Star. It's great. And it rules. It's and a it's good, good flick. I do. I wrote down that, and like... the guy is, like... And they're, like, oh, we should get out because they're attacking. And he's, like, leaving our moment of triumph. And then he gets fucking exploded. <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> was powerful. Good. That was cool. Yeah. It was just cool. And I really like... I think cool. this just, movie it plays... It cool. It was just fun. I think this movie plays well <laughs> off the heels of Rogue One. Because there's a certain irony to, oh, yeah. like, canonically yeah. knowing that this ship has been sabotaged from, like, minute one of this movie. Oh, yeah. Where it's like, you just watch this whole movie where it's yeah. like, here's exactly how they're about to blow it up. These are, like, it has a particular flaw in Achilles' heel that people are working mm-hmm. to exploit 
100 percent and like mm-hmm. starting and just having them be like yeah this fucking ship's the fucking coolest we're gonna rule the whole galaxy with it you're like i know something we're you guys gonna don't blow know it um yeah I, I just i think it works i, I like think it's a cool think... interesting sort of dynamic oh absolutely agreed yeah on it rogue one is probably the best prequel to star wars for sure I'll, yeah i'll say it <laughs> That, yeah. I think that's an easy choice to make. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, because it actually enhances the movies that happened before it. Instead right. of yeah. weirdly not working with the original. <laughs> instead of anyway, making them um, not make sense anymore. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh-huh. Um, <laughs> so, I like to think, this is, I love that scene at the end. The ending of this movie is weird, but I kind of like it. I like that it just ends with like, we fucking did it, yay. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I, I love, nice. they get medals. I love feel good endings. I love it. Yeah. I really do. And I like well, the I scene like where the they thing. all hug each other. Like that was so cute. Yeah. It was, was, it was like, oh, there they are. They're those stupid kids yeah, they, and they're, they yeah. did it. I love it. It's and then CP3O, after CP3O comes in, he's like, no, no, aren't you? himself one way and that right, is yeah. pants with a stripe, a white shirt and a black vest. That's all he yeah. knows how to big do. Boots. And Luke and followed him. And Luke was yeah. like, yeah. Oh, maybe maybe Leia will like me more if I dress like this. <laughs> if I wear this gold suit. If I got a jacket. Suit I need a jacket. Giant yeah. shiny boots. I need, yeah. a I need a jacket. He like doesn't realize Does it. Does anyone have an ascot? <laughs> He doesn't realize it, but he just dresses exactly yeah. like Han, and then he's like, fuck. Yeah. I love... Damn it. <laughs> cowboy hat? No cowboy hat. <laughs> There's a Polygon video where Patrick Gill sort of, like, he's talking specifically about Star Wars video games, but he's basically, like, breaking down the, like, fundamental aesthetics of Star Wars in a way that is, mm-hmm. like, really insightful and not necessarily something you think of all the time. And, like, the two things that he brings up Mm -hmm. are, like, it's the 70s. People have mustaches and are wearing leather jackets like that. Like, that's, like, a fundamental part of Star Wars you can't get rid of. And, like, bottomless... It's the 70s. Right. And, like, bottomless pits. Like, there are just bottomless pits in Star Wars. Like, all the time. And, like, there's just nothing (laughs) that you cannot... You can't have Star Wars without bottomless pits. That's important. It's like, I never would have even thought about the fact that every movie has multiple bottomless pits in it. But it does. (laughs) Like, they do. They all do. Luke's house is a pit. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and, like, that goes along with something um, that I I noticed. And when I mean that, when I say that, I mean I noticed. Is, like... The sense of scale, the, the sense of scale in in all Star Wars films is like, is generally I feel like really well done. Yeah. There were a couple times where the sense of scale of this one is like, eh, because you know that it is all practical. It's a and model. Like, they're mm-hmm. using small models and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But like, if you can get past that, like, 
holy shit, the Death Star is fucking huge, y'all. Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> like, yeah. and like, yeah, I was just cool. It's really, really cool. Yeah, but I mean, I know we were talking about giant pits, and so I was like, oh yeah, it's yeah. sense of scale is just good. Yeah, Star Wars really loves to make you seem the make the protagonist seem really, really small. Because yeah. in this one, we have the Death Star, which is the size of a planet, and it's huge. But even when we're, like, inside the Death Star, when we're, like, doing things, and we're, like, we see the Millennium Falcon, and it's big, or we're in this big hangar, and it's big, like, everyone always feels really small. Like, it's, yeah. it's really interesting. Because we talked about that in Rogue One. It's, like, you have all these layers, and the bottom layer, the smallest layer, is the foot soldiers on the ground. Right. Yeah. And, like, when we get into the next movie, when we introduce the AT-ATs, which are these huge walking things that just, like, step on ships and crush them, and we have the foot soldiers running on the ground, and they seem so small. Like, it's yeah. just... Star Wars loves to be big and make the people feel small, even though the small people have big personalities. It's like, whoa. <laughs> Like, wow. <laughs> oh, Star Wars. Star Wars is good, man. And Star Trek is kind of bad, and nobody will say it. I have I have no input on that argument because I I I know very little about Star Wars, and I know even less about Star Trek. So yeah, I re- I respect the Star Trek like peace, be nice to everybody. And, yeah. like, what they did for, like, civil rights and, like, having a black woman on their TV show. I respect yeah. all of that. Still boring as fuck, though. I kind of get fuck, super though. hella bored whenever I watch any Star Trek stuff. <laughs> What'd you say, yeah. Jackson? It's still boring as fuck, though. Yeah, it's just really <laughs> boring. They're and like, the what if we made like, a show about a world where there Star aren't Trek any problems worse. and everything's all figured out? It's like, I'd rather you didn't. Like, yeah. that's kind of... What like, makes yeah, okay. stories interesting? That's, this is boring. Frankly. Yeah. Yeah, conflict. <laughs> Sorry, I'm I'm looking up a review because uh, hey, I'm sleepy and I'm ready to wrap it up. <laughs> what is I it? Have... Seven? I want to go bed. I had to work eight bit. hours today at a brand new job, guys. which is it's, why we yeah. had to start a little bit later. So I'm a tired. Oh yeah. Both me well, and you do are that. work people. Are worky people. <laughs> I'm a worky person. And people with jorbs. With jorbs. I have, okay, I have two, I have three more notes <laughs> that I have written down. <laughs> We're going to go through them. Well, you, yes, while you, Jackson, while you look it up, I'll just, I'll just shoot through these. Okay, yeah. the tiny black box robot on the Death Star is my favorite. Amazing. Perfect. Um, Show stopping. At, at, um, the timestamp 44 minutes and 26, 26 seconds, excuse me. <laughs> You can see Poe Dameron and Finn in the background. Oh, did Disney Plus add them in? No, they're just like background characters that straight up look exactly like oh. them. And it's Weird. like, and they're like kind of fuzzy because they're just in the background. They're just like walking past. It's like when they when they're like on their way to the cantina, but like straight up, it, they look exactly like them. And I wouldn't think that that was so strange, but you could see them in the same shot. So I wrote that down. Oh, weird. That's uh, for your, for your homework. Streamers. So so hey um, fellas. Oh, go ahead, Debbie. What? Okay, the last thing I have written down is what I've been wanting to say this whole time about practical effects. Okay. Because yes. I I mentioned this to the to Vi and they were impressed and I just want to flex my animation <laughs> knowledge. So 
Did you guys notice how most of the things that they went in CGI animated, like, after the fact that they added in, they were, like, mm-hmm. mostly things with, like, scales and stuff? Mm-hmm. And how right. a lot of the things that they kept that were practical, without, with the exception of, like, some of the races, like, in the bar, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of those things were hairy. Like, they had long, like, hair and stuff. And I'll tell you why. It's because animators hate animating hair. Right. Because mm-hmm. it's really fucking hard. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, there's just so much that could go wrong. And I just noticed that. It was, like, everything that, yeah. like, looks really shitty is what they added, like, with CGI, and it's all scaly shit. And all the shit yeah. with hair looks great because it's practical. Because it's right. real. Yeah. Because it's real. No, just fucking... keep practical stuff. Like, it's it looks well, so much better. Shout but. out to fucking Monsters, Inc., in the year, like, 1990-something, and they were just, like, probably 2000s. I don't know when Monsters, Inc. came out. But they're I like, we're gonna... It, anim- it was 2000. Yeah, probably. But it's like, we are, like, just figuring out this 3D animation shit, and, like, making yeah. humans and making stuff look realistic is really hard. Let's have our protagonist mm-hmm. just be a monster that's all hair, and let's have it look yeah. still great in the year 2020. Like, what the hell is up with that? <laughs> It was yeah. 2001 is when, yeah. is when Monsters, Inc. came out. So anyways, he has yeah, like no a... goddamn right to look as good as he does, because he is literally all right. hair, and the animation for no, the hair so is right. so good. Yeah. You're so right. That's why, like, Brave and Tangled and Moana were all, like, such big deals, is because that's it's mm-hmm. a thing in, like, 3D animation, you know, world, which is not yeah. quite where I'm at. I'm more in 2D animation, but, like, it's a thing mm-hmm. where it's like, all right, all right, just don't don't give them too much hair. Just yeah. give your characters short suck. hair. Or else yeah. it's gonna suck for you. Like, that's, like, yeah. that's a huge conversation. This is a so, whole four years. It's just gonna be hair. <laughs> it's just gonna be us focusing on how to animate hair. And yeah. so I, I noticed that, and I, I felt cool for noticing that, because it's an mm-hmm. animation thing. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. That was my spiel on practical offense, effects that I wanted yeah. to go on. Also, I just On practical offense. <laughs> I'm also tired. But I just think that they should have kept most things practical because they just look so Everything looks better when it's practical. Just do things practically. Or at least in the practical mindset. Yeah, and I mean, like, you know, I'm sure some things would look better in CGI. Like, like some things. But, yeah, just not in Star Wars, I haven't found it yet. Not in Star Wars. Star Wars is supposed to be crunchy. I should feel like I could just touch anything in Star Wars. And, I, and if it, I can't it, feel like I it can feels just touch like it, leather. then it's bad. Yeah. I f- yeah. I feel like if it looks like it feels like leather, it's good. The CGI yeah, shit doesn't look Star like Wars. that. It looks bad. No. Okay, <laughs> sorry, Jackson. Go ahead. Hey, fellas. <laughs> do you want to hear uh, a one-star review of Star Wars? Yes. Oh, I do. Okay, so I'm going to give you two different two different takes that we can, we can go off of. Um, okay. This one, this is a review from Letterboxd. They give Star Wars one half of one star. And they say, uh, Saw this movie in 2019, and it is shit as fuck. It has cliches. Hands up to Han Solo, though. <laughs> it has cliches? Oh, no. A movie has cliches in it? It must <laughs> Wait, be what? bad. What did they say? It sucks shit? What did they say? It is shit as fuck. <laughs> it is. Dude. Dude. I love shit as fuck. 
Dude, that movie was shit as fuck, dude. <laughs> so anyway, my name is Jackson shit McMurray. Shit AF. <laughs> my name's Ellen McMurray. My name's Tabby Bardell. And this has been No Nerds Allowed. Get the fuck out of my house, please. No Nerds Allowed. Jackson is so tired. Good night. I'm sorry. I had a super long day already, and I was doing great until Tabby said my audition stopped working, and I just.